Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where OP tricks his thieving roommates into taking industrial strength laxatives. Our next Reddit post is from Amber Katie May. So when I was 15, I was diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia. Now, despite how TV shows and movies portray it, not all schizophrenics are serial killers. If you can keep your medication balanced, you can live a perfectly normal life. However, my life from the age of 15 to 20 was rather hard because we had to try to find the right balance of medication for me. But it's been 11 years since I was first diagnosed, and it's been 6 years since I've had really bad symptoms. There have been a few minor issues when my meds got imbalanced, but nothing extreme. Anyways, this happened 3 years ago. I had just moved into a new apartment with two roommates. We'll call them Zach and Rachel. Anyways, due to my illness, I take multiple medication. Antipsychotics, antidepressants, and anti-anxiety medication to name a few. And these were all rather strong medication. So, after I moved in, I started noticing some of my medication going missing. I had my pills counted out and ready, so I knew exactly how many I had. I immediately suspect my roommates, because they were the only ones with access to my room. I also knew that they took other medications to get high. They were pretty open about it. But I had no proof, and I didn't want to risk pissing them off because I had to live with them. So I looked past it, hoping that it was a one-time thing, but it wasn't. After a few days of this, I lost it and confronted them. They denied it, and of course, I had no proof. I even got a lock from my room, but somehow they still managed to get in. So here's where the revenge starts. Due to my medication, I get constipated a lot. So I have a very strong laxative that I take when this happens. They're these tiny pink pills. If you don't know anything about medication, you could easily mistake them for something else. One morning before heading to work, I took my antipsychotic pill bottles and switched out the pills for my laxatives. And then I left for work. When I came home that evening, both of my roommates were in the bathroom. I asked Rachel what was wrong, and she made up some BS excuse about food poisoning. They spent the whole night going in and out of the bathrooms. After that night, my medication stopped disappearing. Our next Reddit post is from Queen of Cupcake. This story takes place a few years ago when I was working security for a baseball park. I wasn't one of the security guards checking bags or showing people their seats, though. My department was 24-hour security, guarding restricted areas, watching cameras, and keeping an eye out for emergencies in the park. Both departments have their own boss, with one boss above them overseeing security in general. It was a really cool job, especially considering how beautiful the park was. When I would work night shifts, I would usually be the only one walking around the park. And we had such beautiful views of the city, and even a river walk was part of our patrol. Unfortunately, most of my coworkers were sexist middle-aged men. At the time of the story, I was 20 years old, 5 foot 2, and 112 pounds. Also, I'm a girl. A coworker would start random conversations with me, and he would insist that I should work with him just to spend as much time as he could with me. Then, behind my back, he would tell everyone that I wanted him, and he would make comments about the size of my chest. And he would say that women with larger breasts were more sexual. It was hard enough being in a position where I had to maintain some respect and authority to keep everyone safe without being treated like a streetwalker every day. I tried telling my first boss, Frank, and he said that he talked to him, but it never stopped, and then, eventually, Frank was transferred. I found out basically as soon as Frank left that he'd been saying the exact same things as my harasser. 
He never actually had any respect for me as security, which was a little devastating, but I at least knew that I'd done good work. At this point, Frank's superior took over, so I tried to approach him to get my coworker to stop, and he said, and I quote, Well, as a woman in a male-dominant profession, you really should expect this sort of thing. So, I quit. However, that boss decided to go into early retirement later that year, and my coworker made a sexual comment to someone from HR by mistake, so he ended up getting fired. When my second boss, who we'll call Satan, took over for Frank, someone mentioned my name and what good work that I'd done in the past. So Satan sent me an email, and I happened to be looking for a second job at the time, so I joined back up. Unfortunately, I began having issues with the new boss fairly quickly. He wouldn't even pretend to respect me. Satan started in Frank's position, but because the big boss retired so soon after, he ended up getting the promotion easily. For a long time, technically there was no head of our department because he was technically doing two jobs, and he was very rarely in the office. This meant that he was very strict about everything, and getting anywhere required showing results. When I walked into my interview the first time I'd worked there, even though Frank immediately made comments like, Oh, I didn't know you'd be so small. And you sounded taller on the phone. Frank never made any indication that it would impede my job, and he always let me try a bit of every station. However, from the start, Satan mentioned that he'd be having me mostly on the table and office from then on, and even took me off night shifts. Frank let me know from the start that even the smallest uniform sizes would be way too big on me, and he was right. The shirt went down to my knees, and I had to tuck it in. The pants had to be hemmed to 5 inches, and I had to buy my own shoes and belt because the provided ones didn't fit. Frank was understanding of this, even when my small size meant the shoes that I was wearing were a pair of all-black non-slip child sneakers, because it was hard for me to find non-slip shoes in my size. And my belt was green because my waist was so small that the only belt that I had that would fit was a fashion belt with holes along the entire length for one size fits all. Satan tried to make me wear shoes two sizes too big for me on the first day, insisting that I had to wear the uniform. He tried to make me wear the belt too, but my pants were literally falling off my body. There was just no possible way to use any belt in the building except for my green one. Eventually, he just had to accept that I'd have to stay in the black shoes, but he insisted I had to buy a sturdy black leather belt because it was part of the uniform. I had already had to buy shoes for this job the first time I was hired, and considering the entire uniform was supposed to be provided, I was a little sick of it, and I just told him that I'd get it when I had the money. Partway through the season, I'd done a bunch of office work above my station to prove myself to Satan, and I'd gotten his permission to take over watching early entrance before the baseball games. This was an area of the park that was closed off to anyone without special privileges, like season ticket holders or certain events and ticket tiers. This is where things get odd. To this day, I don't know why, but at one point, a game day security guard came over and told me they were opening the early access point to everyone in the park a half hour early. Now, this wasn't actually uncommon, as just about any day with a small enough crowd they'd be open like that. The odd part of it is, it wasn't true. However, I had no way of knowing that and no reason to question it. I returned to the office and walked face first into a giant storm. Douchebag, a random coworker of equal rank, was already ranting before I entered the room. I'm not one for confrontation, and I prefer to settle things as quickly as calmly as possible, so I wasn't actually triggered just yet. I simply walked over to see what was wrong to see if we could sort this out. 
Now, when I got closer, douchebags suddenly got up in my face, and this guy is more than six feet tall. Yeah, my anxiety started rising a bit. Douchebag said, Who told you you could leave early access? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? It wasn't me. It wasn't him. He gestured towards Satan. Who did it? No one. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Oh, so there was someone. Yeah, a game day guard came over and told me they were closing it early. What game day guard? Was it a supervisor? If it wasn't a supervisor, you shouldn't have listened. He pointed at a security monitor. Look, there's another one getting in. And another and another. Oh, look, they're having a big old party at early access. This douchebag just keeps screaming at me at the top of his lungs directly in my face about how people spend good money on season tickets. Now, this is the part where I broke down into shaking sobs and had to sprint to the bathroom. I like to say that I made it to the toilet, but I didn't. I try not to let it affect my work, but I actually have PTSD, anxiety, depression, and social anxiety from years of physical, mental, and emotional abuse from my stepmother, as well as abandonment issues and just a whole bunch of other stuff. Because my issues were caused by abuse and not a traumatic experience, my triggers are a little different. Fireworks or even an armed gunman don't trigger me, but I can't take someone screaming in my face. I was shaking and having trouble breathing. So I ended up calling my boyfriend to take me home. Satan tried calling me back on my radio, saying something about not wanting to make a scene and security officers needing to maintain a level of composure. Meanwhile, the two other coworkers who had been in the room during what happened were texting me, trying to make sure that I was alright. And they were just completely appalled at everything they had just witnessed and were still witnessing. The next day, I was scheduled to work a night shift with Douchebag, meaning we'd be the only two people in the entire building all night. Before that, I wanted to make it very clear to him that yelling at me was not okay, and that mistakes should be dealt with calmly and by my boss, not by an equal coworker screaming in my face. That said, I still had my size to consider, and I was afraid that he wouldn't take me seriously. I asked my boyfriend if he could come in with me before my shift, just to mediate if needed. We arrived 10 minutes early and approached Douchebag. Douchebag looked up to see me and my boyfriend and said to my boyfriend, What are you doing here? He's my boyfriend. I... Get out! What? No, I... No, you! Get out! He points to my boyfriend, then the door. You think you're just gonna come in here like this? No, stop. He's just here so I can talk. Shut up! What the hell do you think you're doing bringing him in like this? My boyfriend said, Hey, don't talk to her like that. Oh, you wanna go? You wanna go? Let's go! My boyfriend and I were already almost at the door by the time he came out, yelling about how my boyfriend was banned and never allowed inside the building again. I sent my boss a long text recounting the events, then went home and got some sleep. The next day I had an afternoon shift. I'd already planned on talking to Satan, so it was a relief when he called me into his office. But I didn't expect to get scolded. Satan gave me a verbal warning for walking out on my shift, ignoring the fact that I was being screamed at to leave. When I pointed that out, Satan claimed the douchebag was only telling my boyfriend to leave, and that he'd already gotten a text saying what happened before he got my text, and that's when it clicked. Satan heard douchebag's version of events first, so my version didn't matter. Satan even tried acting like my boyfriend was actually banned. Despite the fact that I'm part of the department that would handle that, so I know all the proceedings and all the information that would have to be gathered first. 
This guy didn't care about the truth. He just cared about sweeping any issue under the rug as fast as possible, and to him, I was just a ball of little issues. So, I sat there nodding my head like a good little soldier and waited. And then, finally, after one more request to buy a black belt ASAP, he sent me out. I immediately went to the office, checked to see who was on shift, and saw that it was a coworker called Snake and someone else. I asked Snake if we could switch. They said yes, and my plan was set. That night, I told Snake that he could take the first patrol. While he was gone, I used my security access to my full advantage, pulling up video evidence of both of Douchebag's blowups. I used my phone to record copies of everything I needed, and thanks to all the office work I'd been doing, I knew exactly what way to mark the timeline of events according to our protocols for incidents. I wrote up all the reports myself, gathered the evidence, then left a note on Satan's desk. By the time Snake came back, I was already done and ready to expose the truth and get justice. I went on my very first patrol, making sure to take plenty of pictures and video for myself to remember every inch of the park. Once again, I returned to the office and cycled with Snake, sending him on his patrol after we chatted for a minute. When he left, I noticed that Snake had been using the office phone, which wasn't unusual or against the rules, but it made me curious about a couple of things. When I went into the text messages from the previous night, sure enough, Douchebag had contacted Satan from that phone. I was able to read exactly what Douchebag had sent my boss, and I got a copy for HR. Finally, I checked the Facebook group chat that Snake had left open. Now, while I wasn't in the habit of snooping on my coworkers, Snake was actually one of the few people that I considered a friend. Because he was the same person who told me that Frank was secretly just as much of a sexual harasser as that other guy. Upon reading the chat, I found out that not only was Snake just as bad as Frank and the guy who was fired, but also he'd been talking in group chat with all the other guys about what he wanted to do to me if he had me to himself all night. I quickly took screenshots, sent them to myself, and then deleted the evidence. I went on my last patrol that night, just enjoying a leisurely stroll around the park through the sunrise. When my shift ended, I wrote, I quit, in swirly writing on the whiteboard, then left. I stopped by HR to drop off the reports, having already sent the email with the video and screenshots to Satan's bosses. Satan tried acting like I was just a dramatic troublemaker and Douchebag did nothing wrong. But less than a week later, Douchebag was fired along with Snake and the other coworker. With four people being fired from a department that was already understaffed, Satan really started to struggle. Satan still has his job, but the main source of my grief got fired anyways, and I've heard enough about Satan's struggles to know that it was revenge enough. Besides, I got a couple of bonus revenges, and now I trust men less than ever. OP, I'm glad that you went to HR with that, but if I had that kind of evidence, I would have gone straight to a lawyer and sued. If you have clear-cut evidence of sexual harassment at work, then that could have led to a huge payout. Especially from a professional baseball team. Those guys got real money. Also, it's so hypocritical that your boss, Satan, told you that you had to maintain your composure. Meanwhile, he was just sitting there watching this guy absolutely scream in your face. So you've got to maintain your composure, but that guy doesn't have to maintain his composure? He can just go into a complete roid rage and scream at the other employees? Come on, man. What a hypocrite. That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, you can subscribe to my podcast to unlock extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.